in a world where everyone feels the need to give their opinions. Two podcast hosts set out on a journey to do just that. This is the All the Things Movie and Sometimes TV Show Review. Welcome to another All the Things Movie and TV Review. I am your host, Nathan, as always, and with me on this journey, as always, is Katie. Hello, Katie. Greetings, and happy Friday is when we're recording this, so happy Friday. I realized that our blast from the past episode that we posted on Friday was two weeks before my daughter came into the world. That's a big deal, and your life's never been the same since. It has not, and it's crazy that in just a couple of months, she'll be one. Wow, you've kept her alive this thus far. I'm impressed. Well, I mean, it's mostly been because of my amazing wife. I've just been there cheering her on. Good job, babe. Well, I'm excited for this episode today. Um, excited to talk about a movie, but not necessarily excited about the movie. If you're just listening for the first time, uh, what Katie and I are doing is we are going on a Marvel Cinematic Universe journey. So we're watching every single movie slash TV show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order. And it's really cool to see how they really do connect. There really isn't really that many uh, continuity issues when it comes to these movies, no matter when they were released. So it's been really fun so far. And so if you're following along on the link that I posted on our Facebook page, you'll notice that we've already covered Captain America, the first Avenger. And last episode, we talked about the short-lived TV series, Agent Carter, which we both enjoyed. And today we are moving on to one of the final movies that was released in the Marvel Cinematic Universe recently, but it is technically one of the first, I use quotation marks on a podcast, it's one of the first movies in this chronological order. And the movie I am speaking of is Captain Marvel. It's funny because Katie and I were discussing this before we recorded a couple of days ago, how short this episode might be. And I will let Katie explain why we felt that way. Well, well, for one, it's it's we're covering a lot less. You know, we're not covering two seasons worth of a show unless we want to just go on and on. I don't like to focus on the negative, but this was probably one of my less favorite uh, Marvel movies that I've seen. I haven't seen all of them. So I was not necessarily excited to talk about this or even really honestly excited to watch it. I watched it out of obligation, but well, it'll be interesting. I think, um, and Nathan, you'll point this out later, I'm sure, but there's definitely a lot of validity to um, watching this. Although I wasn't a huge fan of the main actor or necessarily even the the movie in general, you you do kind of still need to watch it. It's like a, one of those, I would call it a staple. Like it has so many references in the Marvel Universe that you do need to watch it still. And I think one of the reasons why, because I, I was telling you the other day about how many connections this movie has. And I think the only reason we really noticed that is because of how late it was released. This movie came out, I think, literally before the Avengers Endgame. So this movie was released before like the real closing 
of what we knew at that time as the Avengers and everything going on in the universe. I'll get to why I didn't like it later, because like you said, I don't want to focus on why I didn't like it so much, because there there's a plethora of reasons. But like you said, there there are a lot of things after doing research and looking up at all the connections. It, there really is a lot that it connects to, and not just in the movies. I, I, I was reading about how much it connects to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we'll get to that show later on in, in the journey. But it really does. It, it, it connects a lot more than I thought it did. And again, it really is cool to see how everything really does come together. It really does make this whole universe a thing and it's, it's really cool to see i guess we could do like a little short synopsis of what happens in the movie i i've stated before that i've i've been down this journey for a little longer than katie has so i actually didn't re-watch it which i probably wouldn't want to anyway so i'm i'm gonna allow you katie from what you remember of, of re-watching it can you give us like a brief synopsis of what goes on in this movie of course so we have captain marvel carol danvers she's like a ex air force pilot and she basically is spending a lot of the movie trying to figure out her history and where she's come from she's coming from this um planet kree and she's got these superpowers we learned at the very beginning of the movie that she's got these really mega superpowers she's that she needs to be able to control so we know she's not just an average human. She's not like a Tony Stark who's just got gadgets. I mean, she's got superpower charged hands. Um, and most of the movie is her um, ending up on Earth. She's in the 90s, uh, roughly. So this is one of the only like early on, other than we had the 1940s with Captain America. We had 1940s with Carter. And then this is probably the only one that's set in like the past. Most of the other Marvel Universe movies are somewhat supposed to be present time. And so she is basically at, in the middle between these two warring groups, the Kree and then these green people. I don't remember their name. The scrolls. Um, and she, the scrolls. Yeah, there you go. And so I would say the, the basic synopsis is we're trying to figure out just along with her, who Carol Danvers is. And then we're also trying to rectify the situation and figure out, okay, what's going on between the Kree and the scrolls. Who's the true bad guy. Um, and then we find out, spoiler alert, that um, Carol Danvers' boss on the island of Kree is actually kind of a bad dude. It ends with Captain Marvel. So you actually don't see the official Captain Marvel or the name Captain Marvel until the end of the movie. Kind of going into what I didn't like about it. I'm sorry, I couldn't I couldn't hold on enough to not. No, you have to, we have to Oreo this, Nathan. So I'm, try, I'm uh, trying. So Oreo, if you guys don't know, right, you start with the good, then you explain the bad, and then you wrap up with the good. So can you say one nice thing about one nice thing. Marvel? One nice, one nice thing. One nice thing. <laughs> oh, I can. When she actually used her powers, it was pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. And and that didn't, but that didn't, okay. <laughs> but that didn't happen until like near the end of the movie. Because um, like you stated before, the whole movie, she's been training to subdue her feelings subdue her powers. It never really explains I, why she, they trained her to be that way. The whole movie, you're like, okay, 
I know she has these awesome powers. Please, please use them. Please use them. Please use them. And then when she finally uses them, you're like, oh my gosh, that was so awesome. But it's like a, even my wife, who, you know, isn't into comic book movies as much as I am, but I think she's slowly getting there because she's married to me. Even she was like, why didn't they do that the whole movie? Like, if, if that was the way it was in the whole movie, it would have been a lot cooler. To be fair, though, I saw some com- a lot of comparisons between this and Captain America. So to be fair, you could argue that just as the Captain America's first movie, a lot of it is the setup. We're trying to set up the character, give the backstory, which going ahead and rolling into the negatives, like you said, one of the biggest negatives for me was that we spent a whole movie doing backstory and I still don't feel like I know who Carol Danvers is or really her personality or her character. What does she represent? What does she mean? I think one of the reasons I didn't like this movie, another reason why I didn't like this movie is because of when it was released, they waited so long to bring this character into the whole universe that had already been set up. We know all these other characters. We care about all these characters. And I remember when they, we're doing the trailers for this movie. The big sell, in my opinion, from what I saw from the trailers, the big thing was that she was going to be the answer to what was going to happen in Endgame. You know, they were like, this is it. And if you remember the final scene at the end of Infinity War, which we won't get to until much later, but if you remember where everyone's disappearing, and uh, Nick Fury is about to disappear, but before he disappears, what does he do? He uses his pager to call out to Captain Marvel. And of course, when you first see that, you're like, oh my gosh, it's Captain Marvel. And then you see the trailer, like, oh, she's the answer. Oh, how's that going to happen? And then you watch the movie, and she doesn't do much until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. How is she the answer? <laughs> Biggest flaws for me was, yeah, I didn't feel like from a movie standpoint that they did a good job of actually like explaining her backstory. They keep referencing that she can't control her anger and that she needs to control. But there's not really many scenes where she doesn't control her anger. And it's like she doesn't stand up for authority. And it's like but you don't really see her do that. Now, there's a lot of talking about stuff and not a lot of visual. But also my main thing that I really didn't like and I don't know if it was the actress or if it was the script writing. They didn't make me like her. I was not a fan. Like she's sarcastic and like snappy. And she doesn't have this like that, that Captain America feel where you're just like the hero. Like they're just a good person and they want to save the world and help others. It just feels kind of like a blah person with kind of a sassy attitude. And and again, I didn't love the choice of Brie Larson as the actress. I know that, I don't know if we'll get into this, but she's been railed on. If you type in Brie Larson on YouTube, all of the first videos that pop up are why people hate Brie Larson, which is really sad. And again, I don't know if it was like her personality that made that character unlikable or if it was the scriptwriters. I remember watching interviews of her and her fellow Avengers castmates And they just, I mean, it it could be the way they edited the videos and everything, but it always just came off that they did not like her. And because I don't think 
from just from those interviews and then watching the movie, there wasn't that much acting going on. That's her personality. Kind of like this cockiness. And, and I think to her credit and also just Captain Marvel's credit, like you mentioned, we've already been like bonding with these characters for so long for when this movie came out. Maybe if they had released this movie much earlier, we um, we would be a little more of a fan, but it's hard to have all this love for all these characters. And then this rando comes in and she's going to get to save the day. Like you're going to have to, you're really fighting an uphill battle to be fair. I think that's where, and but I mean, who are we to say this? Because it still did really well in the box office. It was probably one of the most successful movies in the, in the Marvel cinematic universe. You know, it did really well. So we're just giving our opinion. That's what this is all about. And so obviously there's going to be people who are listening who are going to say we're wrong and there are going to be people listening and they're going to say, Nathan, you shouldn't even have an opinion about this movie. <laughs> um, because I do remember that, you know, it was one of those situations where if a certain group of people didn't like this movie, they were misogynistic and sexist because it was a female superhero. But well, I will say this. Yeah. Out of you know the fact that DC does all these terrible movies, we're talking about DC comics now. I will say Wonder Woman was one of my favorite movies. I thought that was a very well done movie. I thought it was a very well female led superhero movie. The action was good. The acting was great. It was a great movie. So in my opinion, I'm comparing it. I'm comparing Wonder Woman to Captain Marvel. There is no comparison because it was just Wonder Woman. In my opinion, was a far superior female-led superhero movie. And I think this was because I think Wonder Woman came out somewhat close to when this did. So I don't know if that was why that this was that timing was, hey, this is Marvel's answer to Wonder Woman. But that kind of shot themselves in the foot, in my opinion. The fact that they sold it so much that she was the answer to everything, everyone's problems with Thanos yeah, kind of a letdown. Yeah, the, the the release of this movie was just, in my opinion, bad timing. Agree, agree. And and really, like, it's the, for me, it's, it's the personality for me, really, though. I just feel like this character is hard to like. Tony Stark already does the, like, sassy, sarcastic person. And, and maybe it's the sex, maybe it's a sexist thing. Maybe it's, like, people like a guy doing that more than a girl, just, like, you know, we prefer if a girl is confident, we get called bossy or the, the B word. If a guy's confident, it's a good thing. So maybe it's just a gender thing. But I do remember when I had first researched this years ago, or not years ago, really, just when the movie came out, apparently Brie Larson's kind of like a male hater. And at least this is how she seems online. She may not be this way, but she's made several comments that have been somewhat sexist towards probably the main fan base of Marvel superhero movies, which is the white male. So there's just been a few comments that she's made that rubbed people the wrong way. And I do remember reading that some people not, I don't know if it was many cause they still made good money, but some people actually even boycotted the movie cause they're like, well, if you don't like white males, then we're not going to watch the movie with you. In it. I don't see that it hurt. It hurt the movie that much. Just goes back to, and kind of what you said too, is that, yeah, I, I don't think she was the right choice for this character. But at the same time, I think the script wasn't the greatest either. A lot of the jokes fell flat. 
I think at times they tried to be too funny, especially yeah. when it came to when they revealed that the scrolls weren't the bad guys and they tried to make the lead scroll a little too funny at times, in my opinion, which I love the actor who played him. David Mendelson, I believe, is the guy who plays the main scroll. He's been in a lot of other movies and TV shows that I've loved him in. So he's a good actor. I just think the script wasn't the best. It was just a bland storyline. That's a great word. I love the word bland because you've got Thor, which is like hysterical. I mean, that's kind of like they've taken this, like our role is to be humor, like the humor movie. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Captain America, who's just like good versus evil, light versus dark. And then you've got, you know, Tony Stark, who is just this like, okay, probably also com- comedic relief, but also like the gadgetry is really neat. Yeah, you didn't see much action till the end. You didn't have a lot of humor and there was no romance. There was no like good versus evil. You're like, so what's the angle? What makes me like Captain Marvel? But I do like that it was a woman. So I will say this. When I first was researching the movie um, to, to watch it, there is a kind of an option to be guy or girl based in the comic book um, series is there's both a guy Marvel and a girl Marvel. So I do agree with Marvel's choice or the Marvel universe to pick a woman. I don't think it was. Some people might say, "Oh, they're trying too hard," but I think it's fair. We have now one African American superhero. That is it, and we'd have like two females. So I think it was time for a woman. What are your thoughts? I know at one point a lot of people thought that Jude Law was going to be Marvel. That was the big question mark the whole time. But of course he ended up being Yon Rug. I'm literally looking up as I you know can I just say last mean thing, I won't say anything else negative about the movie besides I didn't like it. I can't stand this is a, this is not a new thing. Jude Law has just become like the bad guy. I'm I'm used to him being like the heartthrob in a romance movie. I cannot take him seriously as a villain. He's he's been a villain in another movie I've watched recently, but I just, I don't fear him. He's not to me a very good, bad guy. He's just too beautiful. And I think that's what they're, I mean, I'm not saying he's supposed to be beautiful in this movie, but I think that's what they're going for though, because the whole time you're supposed to think that he's on her side. He's her friend. He's her trainer, you know, all these things. And then he's like the last guy you would expect to be the bad guy. And then he ends up being the bad guy. I think that's just what they were going for. I really think at one point there was supposed to be a Marvel and Captain Marvel. Like when I, I when the early stages of this movie, I think, came out, like the whole behind the scenes of what was going to happen. That was the original plan. And I don't know if people got upset and they're like, why can't it just be Captain Marvel or what? But they kind of scrapped that idea. And so it just became Brie Larson as, as Captain Marvel. And again, I, I, you know, and I don't want people to think, well, he's just saying this to defend himself. I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't want a female superhero. And and I think, Katie, I think you said it too. I think the choice in who they got was, in, my, in our opinion, not good. I'm not saying Brie Larson isn't a good actress either, because I've seen her in other things, and she she is pretty good in other movies. I just think in this movie... And again, it could be the script. It could all just come down to how bad the script was. But I don't think they wrote her character very interestingly. It's not the first time this has happened in a movie where the script has ruined characters. I mean, let's just look back at the Star Wars prequels. So I'm not I'm not saying it, it couldn't just be because the script. 
it could be. But this wasn't a good movie to me. This brings me back to my point from last episode that the actress from Agent Carter should totally have been Captain Marvel. Anyways, I don't want to give this this movie more airtime than it deserves. So let's get right to the important stuff. Why do you still, despite all these negatives, have to watch this movie? Like you said before, I think people should watch the movie just because of how much it connects to everything else. If, If no other reason, that's a reason to watch this movie. So there is a there is a buttload of things it connects to. It shows a de-aged Nick Fury before he became the head of Shield. Shield needs a rejuvenated jolt, and being introduced to Captain Marvel is is what gives it that. And that's actually where he comes up with the the Avengers Initiative. It explains how Nick Fury has the eye patch. And I have opinions on that as well. I think it's hysterical. I love um, in the movie, which I've, again, I've watched more recently than you. There's, they tease it a little bit. Like there's a moment where he gets his eye like messed up a little bit. Like somebody punches him or something. And it makes you think that this is going to be where he gets the eye patch. And then it's like, nope, teaser. Um, and then right at the end of the movie, he gets his eye scratched by the cat. Sorry, spoiler. And uh, that's where he gets the eye patch. I think that's hysterical. It is funny because there is a moment in... Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where Nick Fury actually says to Steve Rogers that the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. And so this is before Captain Marvel came out. So everyone's thinking, who was he talking about? Who did he trust? And so it it kind of gives it like a, a comedic nod to that statement that he trusted this cat and thought it was a cat the whole time. And it ended up being not a cat. It was a, a Florkin. You know what they call it? Yep, yep. Of course, there's a de-aged Agent Coulson. They mention, hey, this is a rookie. Like, this is, apparently he's just joined S.H.I.E.L.D. in this movie. Right. So he's like the, he's Nick Fury's partner during the whole movie. Obviously, uh, Coulson becomes the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Spoiler. And I, I love how we don't say spoilers at the beginning of episodes. We probably should because we really do spoil everything. We say the spoiler um, and then say it's a spoiler. Spoilers. We, we state it and then we say, sorry, spoilers. Kind of like what I do with my blinker. Anyway, moving on. Maria Hill makes a tiny cameo. Uh, if you don't know who Maria Hill is, she's also a member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, she swarms the Project Pegasus looking for Nick Fury and Carol Danvers while they are on the run. It also shows Nick Fury's pager, which we talked about briefly. I think it's his pager at first, and then he gets a special pager from Captain Marvel, because, you know, aliens use pagers. I know this is petty, but because I didn't like this character so much, it bothers me that the name Avengers comes from her and her plane. Like, <laughs> basically, it's it's on her plane. Her nickname was The Avenger, and that's where you see um, the name Avenger comes from, yeah. which is really cool that like to know the story of where it comes from. But I'm like, oh, I would have much rather it come from anywhere else. And you just mentioning that made me think maybe that's what they meant by her being the answer. She's basically where all this came from. The whole there Avengers thing. I don't know. And I will. Okay. My favorite thing, which if you're currently doing Marvel, like if you're not going back with us, but you're still updated to current Marvel and you're watching WandaVision on Disney plus you meet this girl who is the daughter 
of someone we meet in the movie. So you actually do meet one of the major characters from WandaVision as a little child in this movie. I had thought about it when I was watching WandaVision. I'm like, oh, this is sort of ringing a bell. So there's a little nod to Captain Marvel in one of the WandaVision episodes where she says something, somebody says something nasty about Captain Marvel or mentions Captain Marvel. And then you see this actress go up and make a face because she clearly has a personal relationship with not Captain Marvel, more Carol when she's her human self. This has to do with the connection. But I'm also going to correct ourselves because we previously said, actually, I previously said that the character of Marvel was not in Captain Marvel, but the character of Marvel is in Captain Marvel. But in the comics, Marvel is a male character. But in Captain Marvel, they changed it to a female character who is the doctor that Carol Danvers worked with when she was in the Air Force. And so when they go to, I can't remember what they call it, where they meet with someone who comes in the form of someone they connected with on Earth or wherever they're from, she meets up with this scientist doctor who she knew when she was on Earth, who was actually an alien named Marvell. Mm-hmm. And that actually connects to the Tesseract, which is actually holding one of the Infinity Stones, which we'll learn more about later. The scrolls are obviously a big connection with the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're also, which I didn't realize this until I read this article that I'm looking at right now, which I will also share on the Facebook page so everyone else can look at it. They actually connect a lot with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So when we get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we'll talk more about that. So like I said, there is a buttload of connections with everything Marvel Cinematic Universe, which again, I'll post. I want to give this an Infinity Stone rating. I'm ready. Yeah. It's not going to be a five. I'll give you a hint. Well, the highest is a six, so it could be a six. Oh, geez. Well, because it was not necessarily visually stimulating, it was not funny, it was not romantic, it was not action-packed, it was not inspiring... It was not feel good. I feel horrible, but I'm going to give this a whopping one. If I was to give this a six out of one infinity stone or one out of six, I would probably give this a probably a one and a half, maybe a two. I'll tell you what. Why don't we give it a one and a half between one and two? Because... I will say some of the positives were the throwback references to the 90s. So I will say that that was enjoyable being a 90s kid to see the blockbuster, to hear some of the um, songs from the 90s and some of the references, the Internet being so slow. And so I will give them that. That was enjoyable. So that's Captain Marvel. We're we're past it. We're gone. Say see you later. We'll see you in a future movie, Captain Marvel. Check the box. I think coming up is another series that I really like. Yeah. So we're moving past something we don't like and we're moving towards something we do like. So homework, if you're joining us on this journey, is to watch Iron Man, which really introduced us all to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Iron Man 2. And we do have two options. The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. And the one-shot short film on the Thor DVD, or if you have Disney Plus, just look it up, called The Consultant. Because those two kind of go hand-in-hand. 
And we'll explain why in the next episode, why those could be considered optional. We'll get more into that. That's it right there. That's our Captain Tomorrow episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have been getting reviews on Apple iTunes, which is really cool because that does help people find the show. So if you listen, you like what you hear, leave us a review. Give us a five-star review if you like it. If you don't, just don't say anything. Follow us on all the social media. This is all going to be on the outro as well, but I'm just going to say it anyway because we enjoy the community that we're building with this. It's a lot of fun. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Once again, thanks for listening to All The Things. Be sure to subscribe, listen, and share the show with all your friends. Give us a five-star review, follow us on all the social media platforms, and if you have a topic in mind, feel free to email me at allthethingspodcast21 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.